everybody. Welcome to the show. Today on the show, we are going to talk shark horror. In honor of Shark Week that was actually a couple weeks ago, we're going to do that. In our Discord, we watched a lot of shark movies because for Shark Week, we do a little challenge. We watch a bunch of shark movies and we really get into that. Some of our members, our Patreon members are really into the sharkness. I, I just love that the horror genre has... Uh, like assigned their own shark week in conjunction with discovery. I just think that's hilarious. Well, I mean, have they, I know we do it. I don't know if anybody well, else they, does it. Well, they post, I mean, they post, they have a lot of shark yeah. movies out during that week. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it is, you know, I don't know. Cool. So I have some shark news. I mean, I'll just throw Excellent. some shark news out there just cause we're talking sharks today. So I, I know that the Meg two is, the tr- is called the Meg two, the trench and it's set to release in 2023. So that's cool. It brings us back into the world of the prehistoric shark starring Jason Statham, which who I love. And that's why I probably like the Meg. I know it's some people really like it. I, I actually like the Meg. So yeah. the Meg, I'm looking forward to the Meg too. That's a good one. Yeah, I like it. And so they have a release date. Apparently it says an August 4th, 2023 release date. So this will mark a nearly five year gap between the release of the Meg and its sequel. But it's still exciting. I'm excited for That's that. That's really cool. Uh Let's see. The Meg brought us into the Marina Mariana Trench, actually. So we could, in theory, be exploring more of the trench. I'm assuming since that's when it's called. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, that'll be good. Those are really fun to see in the theater. Like I remember seeing uh, Deep Blue Sea is still one of my favorites just because I I remember seeing it in the theater. Yeah. And shark movies are just really overpowering in the theater. Absolutely. And especially for, well, I don't know, especially, I only, only know my own experience, but living in California all my life. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and having the water and the ocean and sharks be a thing. That's part of why I guess maybe it's more terrifying. I don't know if it's more terrifying, but it's terrifying. It is very terrifying. And, you know, Spielberg did a good job at launching that genre. He's really the beginning of that. Yeah, so we're going to talk today uh, in the next section about a bunch of our favorite, I imagine that's the way we're going to approach it, a bunch of our favorite shark horror movies. So we'll get to that. But I also wanted to say that Wild Eye Releasing is prepping a North American release for Ouija Shark 2. Yes. Yes. So it's the follow-up to the 2020 direct-to-video cult hit, Ouija Shark. If you haven't seen it and you like cult horror movies that are bad, but they're so bad, they're so fun, then that's where it's at. So the original film watches as a group of teenage girls summon an ancient man-eating shark after messing with a spirit board, (laughs) a Ouija, that washes up on the beach, tapping an occult specialist to rid the world of the deadly spirit ghost once and for all. So the sequel from actor-director John Migliori promises to tell a tale of uh, kaju-sized proportions, delving deep into the mystic realm of the Ouija shark and expanding upon the original <laughs> supernatural elements. Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched. I did watch some real trash for today. But I did, too. Yeah. I did, too. I'm sure we have some overlap. <laughs> because there there are plenty out there, but there's some more recently that they've been showing that are 
embarrassing. Oh, there's tons of them. Yeah. I know you have a couple of entertainment. I do. So the first one is um, just related to a horror director, but I'm also just incredibly stoked because we've talked about this uh, actor on the show before. I am really excited for Diablo Cody and Madonna to work together on her biopic because Julia Gardner has been cast to play Madonna. And I am sorry, that is probably the most perfect casting ever. I know, ever. it's amazing. And when I found this out, I was so excited because, and you and I were talking about Diablo Cody a couple of weeks ago for the Lisa Frankenstein thing. And, you know, we were saying how she'll go away for a while and then she pops up and does these really crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're amazing projects. And, you know, there, there was some rumor out there that she drops out of the project with Madonna, but that is not true she actually she and madonna recently delivered a completed draft of the film to the studio um and they're looking at you know making the appropriate edits but i just think uh, julia garner my god she looks like a young madonna yeah i didn't think of it and i didn't think about it when i heard it i was like huh that's really interesting i'm not sure and then i started to read about it and i saw pictures of it and i was like you know what She's a, such a superb actress. She is. That she's going to knock it out of the she's park. She's going to transform. I mean, because it's hard. Because it's like, Madonna, of course, Madonna's writing her own story. Yeah. With her own book. Yeah, of course she is. Yeah. You know, I love Madonna. Yeah. Narcissistically speaking. Yes. <laughs> I love Madonna. I don't have to live with Madonna. That's right. So I love Madonna. And she's part of my growing up mm-hmm. and all of that history and everything. And But the fact that she cast a, such an excellent actress will actually actually make me want to see the movie that's exactly right and i think that for me that's going to be the pull because i've seen i've seen documentaries on madonna i grew up in the same town as madonna i I mean i love her but julia garner in everything she does complete you know i was telling a friend over the weekend um or last weekend i was saying that for the longest time i could not remember julia garner's name because she was so brilliant in everything she did that to me she became the character for sure and she's been able to really master voices and obscurities about people and these like real subtleties like she did in inventing anna and the americans and ozark i mean ruth is one of the best characters ever and so um i'm really looking forward to this i just wanted to drop that in case people had not yet heard it's it's getting to be more uh, mainstream news at this point, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just want to drop that. Also, I think this is this would totally be something that you and I would do if it was here, but it's not. It's in London. Um, calling all Saw fans, do you want to play a game? Mm-hmm. So if uh, this is off of Bloody Disgusting, if so, we have great news for you in partnership with Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures Experiential Production Company. The Path Entertainment Group is offering Saw the Experience, a brand new immersive multi-room escape experience heading to a secret location in London this fall. It will be an adrenaline-fueled theatrical experience bringing to life new twisted games in the world of iconic horror film franchise. Combining the thrill of escape rooms with nerve-jangling horror, players will be pushed to their limits in this new participatory theatrical experience. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is going to be pretty terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, Saw terrifies me. Here, anyway. just put this uh, put this thing on your face and we're going to lock it in here and hopefully you get out, you know, it's going to be people who really... Yeah, those are movies. Know. Those are interesting. That's a, it's a great franchise, but there are mov- those movies I do not choose to watch generally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because they terrify the, the fuck out of these me. These are some hard... This will be some hardcore <laughs> fans doing this. I don't even know if I could do that one, to be honest. Right. So before we get to Horror Facts with Kath, uh, real quick, I wanted to mention that there's also another shark horror film coming out this summer by Saban Films in August called Maneater. 
I so oh, I'm so excited for this. And it has a practical shark, so that's one of the reasons why you know to yep. be excited about it. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so Man Eater stars Trace Adkins, known for primarily for his country music success, mm-hmm. though he has appeared in many films and TV shows over the years. In recent years, he's been in Badland, Apache Junction, and Old Henry. He will soon be back in the small screen as well with a main role in the upcoming drama Monarch. But this one comes out August 22nd, I believe. So I'm, it's going to be in theaters on demand actually August 26th, sorry, and digital. So it's going to have that whole like group release where it gets released everywhere. Awesome. It's uh, written and directed by Justin Lee. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for this one too. I saw that recently and I was like, oh, the prack shark. <laughs> so the idea is that what better place to drown your sorrows than an idyllic island paradise? So it'll be like very summery, obviously. That was the idea when Jesse's friends convinced her to not let a broken engagement stand in the way of enjoying her prepaid honeymoon. Yeah, that's never a good idea. Their sorrows weren't the only thing going to drown on their trip especially when a man-eating shark swimming just below the surface the cover box is hilarious she's like laying on something and it's <laughs> in the, like halfway in the mouth of the shark I saw that. like <laughs> subtle yeah real subtle subtle man eater <laughs> okay, okay so here is a little thing that we like to call Thank Every, you. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't, they just turn it down. Yeah, whatever. They just skip over it. <laughs> we ready? I am. Number one. Which band appears in the 1983 movie The Hunger? Okay. Cool. Number two. In 1518, there was a plague that caused people to do this on... Uh, Oh, to do this for days on end. Okay. One, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three options. Okay, cool. Cry. Two, pass gas. Three, dance. (laughs) Wacko. (laughs) Wacko doo-doo. I wish you could see the rabbit holes. I <laughs> I'm imagining like just to get to that. I where, mean, where you navigated. Sometimes it takes me a half hour to find a question. Well, okay. it's you're having fun. Yeah. I, I have to like really construct it, especially to make it funny for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Number three. I have to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. What is Truskydecophobia? Did you say true sky dickophobia? True sky dickophobia. You did. Yeah. Okay. But it's not cool. fear of dicks. Just just yeah. checking. <laughs> Number four. Now everyone's looking up fear of yeah. dicks and what that yeah, word is. Like, what is that word? <laughs> in ho- it's called lesbian. Yeah. In ho- <laughs> in Halloween kills, three of Michael Myers victims are displayed wearing three masks that are an homage to what earlier film? Okay. And number five, the Whitechapel murderer of 1888 was infamously known as what? Got it. (laughs) Thank you so much. We'll be right back with some shark horror. Please join us. (laughs) 
anybody? Sharks. <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> So we'll just start with Jaws because we just need to put I that mean, in here and get it, in some ways, get it kind of out of the way. I mean. But also do it justice. So it was originally released June 20th, 1975. Right now out in the stores, there's a Life magazine out that has the whole story of the making of the film and all of the problems that they, yeah, that they caused this so little New England town. It's pretty cool. They put it out. So it's a Spielberg movie in case for some reason that's not your generation of movies and you didn't get Get it together, people. Starring Roy Schneider and Murray Hamilton and Richard Dreyfuss and Robert Shaw. And it's obviously very famous. It's the most famous. Most people say it's the best shark horror movie ever made. I would agree. I would agree. So it's that's what I mean by we kind of have to get it out of the way because if you don't mention Jaws, it's ridiculous. But I did want to also talk about, I was reading some articles on the real life Jaws that terrorized the Jersey Shore that was said to inspire this. Now I'm not a Spielberg fanatic and I haven't read the Jaws book and like, I mean the Jaws book on the movie, like I don't know all of the Mm -hmm. details, but this was 1916. Mm -hmm. There was a series of deadly shark attacks that forever changed Americans attitude toward sharks because I guess maybe there hadn't been anything like that before. But as Americans prepared for July 4th, the holiday week, like just before the holiday weekend in 1916, the aptly named resort town Beach Haven, New Jersey promised, you know, Good times, obviously. And seeking refuge from the sweltering heat, everybody went to the shore, including Charles Van Sant from Philadelphia. He stepped out on his beachfront hotel to take a quick dip in the ocean. It was July 1st, 1916. 25-year-old athletic waded into the surf, swam out to the shore paddling Chesapeake Bay, Uh, with his dog by his side, apparently, when a dark fin suddenly sliced through the three and a half foot deep water. So just know (laughs) that shallow water is not a protector for you against sharks because some sharks are smaller. Well, and we know too from just being on the news that some of these guys come close to the shore. Yes. Now, obviously the massive ones can't do that because they get stuck on the floor of the ocean. But there are are smaller sharks that I can kill you, obviously. Apparently, the sea creature, because <laughs> they didn't know what it was, they just saw the fin clamp down on this guy's leg, left leg, and refused to let go. Apparently, you know, he started screaming as the ocean, as it, the water was breaking on him. It, of course, it turns red. He's his leg. So a human chain tried to tug him to safety because there were people there that were witnessing it, but the animal did not unclench its jaws until its belly scraped on the pebbles in the shallow waters. So that's what we were talking about. Like, apparently they tugged him to a place where the shark couldn't swim anymore, and then the rescuers carried the badly injured Charles Van Sant into the lobby of the hotel, and he bled to death there. Oh, God. It was a shark bite. They, people were not used to that. And that that's pretty, I mean, huh, it's, I mean, it's considered a freak accident, right? Because nobody was really expecting that. So five days later, once again, from the sea, 45 miles north of that area, this guy named Charles Bruder swam out beyond the breakers of Spring Lake, New Jersey, 
27-year-old Swiss bellboy captain at the Essex Hotel, was taking his regular lunchtime swim when a man-eater <laughs> struck 130 yards from the shore and bit off his left leg above the knee and the right leg just below his knee. Lifeguards pulled him, maimed obviously, to the shore and there was nothing that could be done. He also died. And on and on it goes. There's a few others. So that's those supposedly were the inspirations or Mm -hmm. influences uh, for the Jaws movie. Yeah. Well, since you just went through that, maybe I maybe I should go through some of my um, horror facts with sharks first, because they're really what's interesting about I mean, we're talking about great whites. and, And that's so I know there's all different. Lots kinds of, different of sharks, kinds of sharks yeah. so these are horror facts with great white sharks <laughs> thank you for the specificity so number one great whites can whip through water at 15 miles per hour which is pretty fast yeah um great whites are considered the biggest fish predators on the plane they are actually named for the colors of their bellies because they're typically gray on the top they have over 300 serrated teeth mm. They have incredible smell detectors yeah. and they can sense blood from miles away, one drop in every 100 liters. Humans are generally only attacked by sharks if they get in the way, which would be uh, cohesive with what you just said about the situation of the right. surfer or whatever. Um, but it's a mistaken identity that they're actually predators. Mm-hmm. They can grow to be around 20 feet in length and can weigh more than 5,000 pounds. Man, they just sit on you. Huge. And they generally follow boats out of curiosity, not because they want to attack. So obviously that's been played up for movies, but they're usually just like, what is that? And why is it in my home? Mm-hmm. Um, and they can jump out of a water like a whale. Uh, one Another thing that they talked about too is they really like to nibble and then they'll let <laughs> you go and then they come up and maybe they envelop you. They come back. But sometimes they just want a chunk and they're gone. Yeah, yeah, a little snack, a little snack. But or sometimes they grab onto you and pull you down. That's right. Uh, they do that a lot in horror movies because, yeah. of course, that's terrifying. Like play, you're like alive and you're being dragged yeah. to the bottom of the ocean. I just think about seeing a creature of that. I mean, even whales are terrifying, and they're not like they're not coming at you like mm-hmm. sharks are. Like something with that kind of teeth. Yeah, the teeth are crazy because I've I've swam with wild dolphins before in the ocean, and. They're obviously don't care about me and they're not trying to hurt me, but still it's this, it's, it's this, this thing. Big co- mammal yeah. yeah. And they're wild animals. You know, yeah. dolphins are trying to kill and me, they're fast. but they're fast and they're wild and they're making noise mm-hmm. and it's majestic and it's beautiful. And if you've never done it, please do it. It's amazing. But also it's like wild animals in the ocean. So mm-hmm. it's not exactly not anxiety producing. That's right. <laughs> so I can only imagine if, you know, some big predator yeah. is there. Yeah, like for sure. It's even worse. I, ha- I have a uh, an article too I found from 2019 from republicworld.com. Um, I don't think I'm going to say the author's name right. So I apologize ahead of time. Um, it might be Rishkesh Gawad. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, so I apologize. Uh, and the the article is called Shark Movies, How This Unique Subgenre of Horror Has Changed Over the Years. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go through the obvious part, which was, you know, Spielberg was, you know, they talk about how he was the inspiration for all of the movies that followed. The article talks about how several shark movies have been made throughout the years. And obviously there's this whole subgenre of bad ones too that oh, we're talking yeah. about, but they do date back to, to Jaws. 
the genre itself has changed significantly. Mm-hmm. Filmmakers have developed the genre from scratch. At first, these movies included key points such as a highly, uh, such as highly intelligent sharks or fantasy elements with humanoid sharks. Right. But did it, it did not seem to work for much of the genre. Mm-hmm. So to counter this, the filmmakers had to delve deeper into the numerous issues concerning human psychology to understand how fear works. So this led to their findings that sci-fi and fantasy elements are not compatible with the killer shark genre. Instead of a setting where helpless humans are trapped with the hungry apex predator in places where the latter has an upper hand scared the audience the most. And then lastly, the article says, uh, well, it's longer than this, but what I'll mention is the filmmakers studied how empathy worked and made characters and settings that the audience can relate more with. For example, in the scenes where a group of people get stuck on a boat. One of them goes into the water and is totally unaware of the sharks that are Mm -hmm. visible to the general audience. So instead of trying to depict something that was unrealistic, the filmmakers drew focus on realistic elements and scenarios. So I think that is what makes a lot of these movies terrifying is we see the shark before the victim in the film does. Mm -hmm. And that's been a that's sort of been a, I don't know mm-hmm. if we'd call it a trope or a style or whatever that's really intensified. It's the same idea, like, yeah. you know, the Michael Myers or sure. anything like that, mm-hmm. seeing the POV of the killer. Yeah, of the killer. Yeah. There was, uh, I, I'm sure you've heard this, Shannon, but they've done this several summers in a row, I think on 4th of July, where you can go to, uh, they, they will do things in the water where mm-hmm. you can watch Jaws where, while your feet are just kind of dangling yeah, in the water. Yeah, I think we talked about that last Did year we? on okay. the show. Yeah, yeah. I, at least I brought it as a news item because that's a thing. They have a, it's like a drive-in, only you're on an inner tube mm-hmm. and watching Jaws in the water. That's so cool. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit maybe uh, about our, some of our favorites besides okay. Jaws. Okay. <laughs> I, have, I have like two others that I really like I could okay. talk about. Yeah. yeah. So, I was just going to throw out that I think The Shallows is a good one. Okay. I like that one. It's a 2016 adventure flick, and it's one of those ones that's more terrifying than fun, in in my opinion. So, Mm -hmm. still reeling from the loss of her mother, medical student Nancy Adams, who's played by Blake Lively, travels to a secluded beach for some much-needed solace. Despite the danger of surfing alone, she's a surfer and there are other surfers there in the beginning, but she finds this area where she surfs by herself. Nancy decides to soak up the sun and hit the waves. Suddenly, a great white shark attacks, forcing her to swim to a giant rock for safety. And then, you know, she's left there injured, obviously, and she's stranded only about 200 yards from the shore. She, You can see the shore the whole time, and she's on this rock. So the f- she's frightened, obviously. She's got to fight for her life as the deadly predator circles her in its feeding ground. So, you know, a lot of shark movies, and I imagine some of the ones you're going to mention too and some of the ones that we're going to review later in the movie review section, it's like they play on things that may or may not actually be based in how yeah. sharks <laughs> yeah. really act. Yeah. My understanding is that sharks don't actually keep coming back like serial killers. No, they do not. <laughs> like, you know, they're not Michael Myers where they have fixate on you and try to kill. You. I mean, that might have happened. I'm not, you know, there's yes. always outliers. It's not the reg, but that's not the reg. And it's like what you're saying. They might just take a leg and go away. Yeah. Like they were just doing what sharks are supposed and, to and do. They're, they're pretty uninterested unless um, we're somehow in their way or right. we're bleeding or, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But this one is frightening because this is the Michael Myers shark that's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get you and only you and I'm going to get you. So it's like, 
I think it's reasonably entertaining. I was surprised that they could make a thing. I'm always surprised at these movies where it's like one person in one location mm-hmm. and they do end up making a meal out of it. Yep. So it's it was it was surprising that there was a kind of a depth to her character and it was there was an adrenaline to the movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones where I don't really necessarily want to watch it again because it's like, okay, yeah, that was scary. Yes. Yeah. I, so it's interesting because everything that you said about that film, sure. I feel about the film I'm about to talk about. And I know you've seen this because I think we watched this one in the Discord last year. Um, it's 47 Meters Down. Yeah. So this one came out in 2017. There is a sequel called 47 Meters Down Uncaged that came out in 2019. But I'm talking about the original one right here. This movie, not only if you are claustrophobic, will really get you. I also think that the way that the shark was portrayed was uh, it, there were elements of Jaws in the sense that you were kind of wait. You knew that they were all. I'm going to give you the scenario in a second, but I just want to say, you know that they're down there and eventually they're going to run into this thing. My, it was not a Michael Myers shark. It was a shark that happened to just, they were in the shark's territory, which to me made it more terrifying because it was more realistic. So 47 Meters Down is a 2017 survival horror film directed by Johannes Roberts, written by Roberts and Ernesta Riera, starring Claire Holt and Mandy Moore. The plot follows two sisters who are invited to cage dive while on holiday in Mexico. When the winch system holding the cage breaks and the cage plummets to the ocean floor with the two girls trapped inside, they must find a way to escape with their air supplies running low and great white sharks stalking nearby. So there are several fear elements in this movie. It's not just the shark. And that's what did it for me is they're running out of air. Mm-hmm. They're running out of space. The other people they're down there with have already died. Then they lose each other. All of this stuff goes on. So the shark is a vehicle and, and certainly a main like, contributor to the fear but it's also the fear of the unknown of the bottom of the ocean yeah they give it because it's more contemporary movie they give it they up the ante on why you would be trapped in a situation with a shark because that's often sometimes why the premise sort of falls apart because you're like go away move away swim away (laughs) like stop it uh yeah no i really like that one but i i actually can say and we're gonna watch this one this year and i some of us watched it last year but 47 meters down uncaged is the sequel or just the next one and i actually like it a bit better than Mm. 47 meters down well that's awesome because i liked the first yeah it's 2019 i mean these are horror adventures but they're thrillers basically so it's it's horror but it's also a thriller so you're like what you're describing you're the bad guy might be the environment yeah. and the animal, right? That's right. But, I mean, these kind of like shark thrillers where you're trying to survive because everybody's in peril, of course. I, I really liked this one. I'm I It's fairly new, 2019, so I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything. But the basic idea is that four teenage divers discover the sunken ruins of a Mayan city also are also a hunting ground for deadly great white sharks. So... Similar, obviously, with their air supply steadily dwindling. So that's what that's the idea. The frightened girls must navigate the underwater labyrinth of claustrophobic caves and eerie tunnels in a search of a way out of their watery hell. I really like this movie. I think it's one of the better shark horror ones. And there's only really a handful of good shark ones. There are. So (laughs) there are. And again, I think it's because we're 
the person, the people go into the sharks element in this. And most shark movies, the shark comes to us mm-hmm. and just being on the surface, we can get away and we have oxygen and all that. This just adds it. I, I had like a panic attack. watching. Yeah, it. I know. It's like when we watch the descent. No, just like that. <laughs> yeah. It's real similar it's to like, that. Ah, mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Um, you know, so now, there's some that I like that are not necessarily as good. I mean, this one is described as being really good. It's called The Reef. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. From 2010. I know it's the a reef. horror flick. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people really, it's kind of a less is more in, in mm-hmm. the sense. There's not a ton of, not a ton of gore, et cetera, but a sailing trip becomes a disaster for a group of friends when the boat sinks and a white shark hunts the helpless passengers. Like that's, I just, I see that happen over and over and over again. In fact, there's a movie that I'm going to talk about later that's relatively new that's that exact same premise. Okay. And, and woo, it's bad. Uh, so what it is is it builds the tension and the fear that you would have in that situation. So it's mm-hmm. like, again, just like with The Shallows, I'm always surprised at how they make these very frightening. Like there's that one called Open Water. Mm-hmm. There's all these ones where I'm always surprised when they make it like there's just three, two, three, four people out in the middle of nowhere and they manage to make it so they're being hunted and they're getting picked off as if that would happen. Right. Like six headed shark is <laughs> like, like a that. slasher in the water. Yeah. You know, like they're just getting picked off. Like we're in cabin in the woods or something. Right. But, well, that's six headed shark. I mean, they were, right. yeah. <laughs> Which are so, I love those freaking. That movies. one's good. They're so fun. There's so many of them. And I think they're coming out with like an eight headed shark. Oh one. God. Maybe next year or something. But they've been saying that for a really long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, this one was uh, shot in Australia, I believe. Okay. Or it's Australian. So, uh, I have a guilty pleasure one. I brought it up already. Is uh, Deep Blue Sea from 1999, which is when Rennie Harlan was kind of still in his, you know, the mm-hmm. throes of, of his uh, fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, great cast. Uh, LL Cool J, Michael Rappaport, Samuel Jackson, Thomas Jane, Saffron Burroughs when she was doing a lot of stuff. So the the obviously the initial poll was the cast. LL Cool J is really funny in it. <laughs> um, the plot is in a remote underwater facility. Dr. Susan McAllister and Jim Whitlock are conducting research on Marco sh- Mako sharks to help in the reactivation of dormant human brain cells like those found in Alzheimer's patients. After one of the sharks escapes the facility and attempts to attack a boat full of young adults, financial backers and corporate executive Russell Franklin to investigate the facility. So this one definitely is more of a sci-fi because the, the sharks are, there's an intelligence component where it's almost like uh, in Frankenstein, it's man playing God. Mm-hmm. Um, the monster gets away and now the monster is coming back to attack its creator. And I just, you know, there are some scenes in this movie is, as I wouldn't say it's corny. It's just an action sci-fi, but I don't think it's corny. There are actually some really good scenes where the the shark is really fast moving, persistent, and I saw it in the theater, so it was pretty freaky. And then mm-hmm. there's a scene where Samuel Jackson is like in the laboratory, which is there's water underneath the laboratory, and they like the thing opens by accident, and the shark comes up into the lab, and mm-hmm. because it's so intelligent, it's able right. to you know that's what makes them able to do more with the shark mm-hmm. because obviously they couldn't do that if the shark didn't have these right. like, robotic features. But it was. Um, I think it's a, it's like a fun ride. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it 
it's a lot of fun. We watch it for Deep Blue Sea. We watch it for our Shark Week this year, last year. Last like, year. It's yeah. just a lot of fun. I th- and people always, you know, I ask our watch along peeps in our Discord, like which ones they like a lot. Because I always try to, if it's streaming, I try to include yeah. it in the programming. And Deep Lucy always yeah, it's a good comes one. up. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if earlier you were talking about 47 meters down uncaged. And not the original, because the original is when the two sisters are down in the in the shark cage. Is that the one you mm-hmm. were talking about? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the description of the forty-seven meters down uncaged is obviously when they go into the ruins and they no. Lose this is all this is water. just this is the I one mean, where the the sister with the sisters. Yeah, and okay. I think that they lose because I think they initially go down with like their dad and all sure. of that in the first one. That's the one I was talking okay, about. Cool. I just want to make sure because mm-hmm. when I read that description, I was like. This is exactly what you're describing yeah. as because that's what I remember because we did watch that the uncaged one last year. Yeah, that the, one I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Deep Blue Sea is a lot of fun. And, you know, I have the guilty pleasure of the Meg. You know, we yeah. we talked about the news of the Meg 2 in the opening um, discussion. But I, it, you know, I <laughs> I hold shark horror <laughs> to a very low bar. Like, sure. There are these few right these mm-hmm. jaws these um i would say 47 meters down i would say there's a, a few others that are like know, the reef better like, yeah exactly mm-hmm. they're better R- actually terrifying yeah <laughs> the mega's is fun i don't know what, what, it's jason statham it's action adventure what was the one we watched with alicia silverstone okay we'll talk about that okay. later <laughs> that's on your list <laughs> okay. yeah it was called the Requiem. Oh God! We'll okay. talk about that in the review section, yes, please. After the break, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, the Meg is previously thought to be extinct. A massive creature attacks a deep sea submersible, <laughs> submersible, leaving it disabled, meaning a submarine, right? And a submarine of some kind. I won't tell you. And trapping the crew at the bottom of the Pacific. With time running out, a visionary oceanographer recruits rescue diver Jonas Taylor to save the crew and see itself from an unimaginable threat, a 75-foot-long prehistoric shark known as the Megalodon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that sound fun? It I mean, does. I, jo- I always make fun of my niece whose name is Meg and we call her Meg. That, 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 <laughs> this is her. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Meg, there's a shark movie after you. And then, of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention Ouija Shark. Oh, yeah. Because Ouija Shark... If you like trash horror, <laughs> it's there. It's like in the f- top five ones that I love with, you know, Lamageddon and like there's a few others yeah. that are just awful. Yeah. And so fun. Yeah. Because we watch a lot of awful horror that's yeah. not fun at all. It's just bad or boring. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the it's, next section too. Yeah, it's just bad or boring. Mm-hmm. But these are like where you're like, what? And you're just sort of laughing yeah. the whole time. And they're usually 70 or 80 minutes long. And so Ouija Shark, I think, is one of the better offerings for shark horror mm-hmm. in the trash situation. Sure. And we talked about it a little bit earlier but the basic premise is that a group of teenage girls they summon an ancient man-eating shark after messing with a Ouija board and that Ouija board is just washed up on the beach they mess with it and the Ouija shark comes it's a great thing about really fun fun funny not boring ridiculous trash horror is that the premise is usually incredibly simple Mm -hmm. they don't try to do too much of it right the effects are ridiculously bad they're obviously made in your you know in your surface pro or whatever Mm -hmm. on like the free (laughs) 
application that you get to make visual effects. So there's no pretending that, no. oh, here's us pretending that these effects are good. It's a perfect way to kill, you know, an hour and 20 minutes. It's, it's humorous. It's goofy. So Very good. I always talk about it. We'll take a little break because I think you've talked about the movies you were going to talk about mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And then uh, we'll take a break and we're going to do more shark horror, but it's things we've just seen relatively recently. We'll give you our perspective oh, apparently on the Requin. So we'll be right back. <laughs> about the Requin. Okay. 2022. I was hopeful. It's like about 90 minutes long adventure, I guess you could call it. <laughs> or they want to call it adventure, but whatever. So let me just give you the basic situation. It's Alicia Silverstone and James Tupper. And one of the re- two of the reasons why I watch this movie is because this time of year I like to watch all of the ocean yeah. shark horror, but also just ocean horror. And also... I wanted to see Alicia Silverstone. I love her. I love her. I don't think she's the best actress. No, or but she's fun to watch. But I thought she would. It would be fun because I. I also like when pe- they cast women of a certain age, and yep. so I'm enjoying that. So the basic premise of the movie is that there's terror in paradise when this couple, Alicia and James, arrive at a remote seaside villa in Vietnam for a romantic getaway, and it's exactly the kind of villa that I would want to stay in. You know those ones that you've seen on the internet, mm-hmm. where or maybe you guys have even been to them, where it's like a little hut on a little plank and it's floating in the water and there's a bunch of them and that's your hotel room so that's it's one of those a torrential storm comes in and reduces the villa to little more than a raft basically so that's the first chunk of the movie and then you know we'll just go we'll just stop there danger ensues yeah so all of this movie was it was really hard to get through because first of all i think we were wanting something to happen and if you have a movie like Jaws, you can wait for it. But there wasn't a strong enough story. Or, and the characters were, neither one of them did I care whether they lived or died. No, it's like a typical trash horror where you're about 30, 40 minutes in, you're like, okay, they can die. Yeah, and so that isn't fun. Um, I mean, whereas Jaws, you know, these these horror movies, they really limit themselves when they strand the two people or the four people out in the middle of the ocean because Jaws had, you you had a bunch of characters, you could build the plot, you could build the characters and all of that. Whereas this movie, you've just, or in a lot of these movies, you just got the two people. Yeah, and they hated each other. And there was like, yeah, oh. it was a marriage that was not going so great. There's a, a 
a meme for the Requiem and says, uh, spoiler free movie review, not a shark movie, because no. it really is more about their bad marriage. Yeah. And, and if anybody's been in a bad marriage or hell, even just been in a bad relationship or a relationship that's going through a bad time where you're like bickering at each other, you're not treating each other particularly well, you're not listening to each other. Like we don't really want to see that. In our horror flicks, honestly, a little Uh -uh. bit of that, of course, you're going to have relationship drama, but this was more like a melodrama. This was was more like, Mm -hmm. here's my relationship and... Felt like it was made for lifetime. I know. With a shark. there was some blood and... Yeah. He was ridiculous. Oh, he was terrible. She was weak and he was stupid. She was whiny. He was uh, stupid. He was like gas litter the whole time. I know. It's just like, oh my God. Eat eat them both. Yeah. Please eat them both. So I was hoping. That's what's well. Okay. All right. We we won't tell you what happened. That went out of the way. Uh I'm gonna before you and I talk about avalanche sharks, I'm gonna talk about um from the depths. Go for it. There's I mean, there's a reason why there's only one star, first of all. So uh and even the the scenario, like the summary of this is from the depths is after surviving a shark attack, a young woman is plagued by nightmares of being stalked in the dark sea by a ravenous predator and hallucinations of visits from her sister and boyfriend, both who were killed in the attack. So when you read that, it's like, okay, that, that might be kind of good. Maybe there'll be flashbacks. Maybe there'll the be some attack. flashbacks and there's like a psychological element. So these are my notes on this film. It is a cross between a tampon commercial with shark trauma and a cliche lesbian relationship. <laughs> so another one that could have been made for Lifetime, uh, the makeup. Oh, the makeup of the sister is terrible. Yeah, I've seen uh, the pictures. It's just, it's like, <laughs> oh, they overdone Less would have been way more. Oh, okay. Um, Because at least you would have been coming out of it going, okay, well, that wasn't a shark movie, but... Well, and then again, the movie really focuses on whether the current partner of this girl who has been traumatized is someone she can trust or if she's abusive. And it's like, why is this a... Why are are we going there? Yeah. You know, why can't we just make her supportive? Because it's really not about the relationship. And focus on the shark stuff, but it really just became a movie about cliched PTSD and a potentially abusive partner that she thinks is fine until her dead sister comes back to tell her that she should be careful of the partner. I I, I don't know where they're going. (laughs) Sounds like they didn't really know where they were going either. Clearly. Or there was a story that they wanted to tell that the execution just... yeah fell apart and then the only time the shark really pops up is when she's in her therapy sessions and do it. I, it's I just, like if it came out of the couch and ate the therapist then i'd be on well, board i'm gonna talk about house sharks so <laughs> so let's talk uh avalanche sharks then oh, i believe you just watched yeah it, right? so this is 2014 canadian made for television mm-hmm. perfect um when you look at the cover box of it it's a girl with ski poles yep as the the shark is coming out of the ice Yes, because it's ice. It's avalanche sharks. Yes, eating women in bikinis. So right, and so there. What's great about this one too is the sharks like circle them under yep. the ice, and yep. the their fins like cut through the ice. So <laughs> it says in a small town alongside a mountain, spring break is approaching. One of the residents, Wade, attempts to search for his brother Shredder, who went missing along with his friend Hucker while skiing <laughs> on the mountain. Like you don't need to find cool names. I Just, fucking love this. 
It's so bad. Oh, God. On the night after his brother's disappearance, he and his girlfriend, Madison, attempt to get ski patrolman Dale to set out a a search and rescue party. Although to no avail, an old man named Duffy soon appears at the party and exclaims that they're all going to die, claiming to have seen sharks in the snow earlier, although Dale gets rid of him. Minutes later, a teenager named Ross heads into the woods and is killed by a shark. Heads into the woods. Mm -hmm. And, and is killed, killed by a shark. A sentence you never... Now, I will say this, much more enjoyable than From the Depths because it didn't take itself seriously. No, it's bad. I mean, I'll just say it's bad. Right. And it's ridiculous. And I thoroughly enjoyed it because the sharks are laughable. Right. And everyone is a dude bro. Like everyone is a and stoner the and a dude bro. And you're just like... What? <laughs> the names. It's Duffy. very low budget. Yeah, it's very low budget. The scenes where they're trying to act are just pretty laughable. The CGI snar- snow sharks, I mean. Yeah, the CGI snow sharks were pretty much my favorite. It's freaking hilarious mm-hmm. to me. Like, go into it with that attitude, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, the same way you would go into Ouija Shark. Just like, right. I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody up in here, Roger and Ebert, saying how bad or good this movie is. Right. (laughs) It's just a lot of ridiculousness. I wanted to talk about a movie called Shark Bait that I watched. I I have a couple of movies that (laughs) I have to mention. 2022 Shark Bait. A group of friends enjoying a weekend steal a couple of jet skis, racing them out to sea ending up in a horrific head-on collision. They struggle to find a way home with a badly injured friend while from the waters below the predators lurk. So once again, three or four people stranded out in the middle of nowhere doing their thing. The sharksploitation (laughs) situation. It's, It's direct to streaming. It's low budget. It's not particularly good <laughs> it's like one of it's like another shark movie you're kind of like wanting it to be better than it is mm-hmm. and it's basically like it's meh it's not funny bad it's not good and by good with a shark movie i'm just really looking for three stars like yeah not, like like a little entertainment like i'm not looking for jaws when you're I looking for shark like horror. an you're looking for like avalanche shark yeah like yeah. like a funny trashy one that doesn't take itself seriously at all, and it's ridiculous premise. Mm-hmm. I mean, snow sharks, come on. It's already ridiculous. You can't take that seriously. Right. Or 47 meters down, right. et cetera. No one's looking for Jaws. No. I, it's a, like, I can't. We if, can just go watch Jaws. Make, There's like six of them. Exactly. If I, they ever make anything as good as Jaws, great. Right. Hasn't happened. So your bar is low. And so when it doesn't even meet the bar, we have an issue. So, yeah, I mean, you hate everyone in this movie. Yeah. You just hate everyone. And there's nothing (laughs) original. Okay. Anything else on that? No, I can tell you're chopping at the bait. Well, oh, say your movie. Only because I'm not going to repeat everything you just said, which you, is you're what... You're doing that today. You're like, <laughs> what you said about this movie too. <laughs> so I watched a movie called Shark Zone, which okay. is from 2003. <laughs> What's the zone? I want to Divers know. try to recover diamonds in waters infested by white sharks. Okay, oh. so they try to do this kind of 
deep backstory, mm-hmm. but you end up just falling asleep and not really caring. So <laughs> a group of divers go searching for gold in a sunken ship. Among them are Jimmy Wagner and his father. However, a group of great white sharks attack the group, leaving Jimmy as the only survivor. Ten years later, Jimmy has married a woman named Carrie and has a son, Danny, although is still guilty over his father's death and has developed a fear of sharks. A man named Volkoff asks him to uh, <laughs> okay. s- yeah, search Bless for you. gold in the same ship, although Jimmy declined the offer the town mayor john cortell asked jimmy to patrol the beaches for sharks to prepare for an upcoming beach party jimmy agrees to do so eventually witnessing a shark attack that claims the lives of several people so okay again way too deep for a shark movie yeah like he's still suffering all of the survivor's guilt from the stuff before like you know, the characters in Jaws were developed really well. Roy Scheider is probably one of the oh my God. best. I mean, but you didn't need all of this backstory to enjoy how good they were and how much you wanted them to live. No. And I think sometimes with these movies is they will overcorrect and they're like, well, in order to make it, you know, not funny and meaningful, <laughs> let's create the first 15 minutes of backstory that really no one cares about. And it ends up being about a search for diamonds anyway. <laughs> So same sort of thing where I'm like, I don't care about any of you yeah, and uh, I don't care for the story. It's not working. And yeah. where are the sharks? I mean, I would much rather watch like Megalodon versus Octopus yes. or yes. Crocosaurus That's versus right. the, whatever those movies are. Thank you. Like fucking ridiculous. They're like massive and, you know, sea creatures. Right. I think they often do big sea creature things better than they do shark movies. Like I love that movie, The Host. Oh yeah, and it's it's like a big it's like a big ass unrealistic creature from the sea, and it's freaking amazing. Yeah, sometimes we just want like a popcorn movie. Yeah, like the shark ones. I think they don't. I think they have to step out of the box with the sharks. It's yeah. like you don't have to have your shark just be a shark. Right. Like a realistic shark. Yes, we can make a realistic shark attack Well, that's movie. like why Deep Blue Sea worked. Right. And you have Shark Week and you can watch all the movie, all the things on Discovery Channel about shark attacks. Like if you want to see the real stuff, go for it. But it's like you could make it an alien shark or a shark that has, you know, six he- I mean, just be more creative. I have much fun prefer with it. Just have fun with it. I much prefer the trash. So speaking of trash. I watched a movie called Shark Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> That's awesome. Because, of course, I couldn't resist the title. <laughs> That's amazing. Because also the poster is a shark with like a more than one shark, actually, in space, like with the moon behind it or something with like an alien thing. I don't know. It's It, it needs to be. So here it is. <laughs> a group of hostile aliens crash land at the bottom of the ocean. I can't even tell you. And via mind control, use sharks to terrorize a small town full of secrets in the hopes of completing their invasion mission. I love how that makes it sound like there's like a plot. <laughs> That's it's, what they all try to it's do. Up to a, it's up to a disparate group of townspeople to sort it out. But in the end, it's sharks versus aliens in a surprising climax. Right. So this movie has bad CGI, bad alien masks, bad acting, aliens with pot bellies because they're dudes with alien masks on. It's literally like aliens with pot bellies because it's a dude 
with a pot belly right. with an alien mask on. Yeah. Stock footage sharks, aliens who wear oven mitts, basically. <laughs> For hands so that they have like the nanu nanu hands yeah oh god <laughs> that's hilarious and the alien masks are like a dude took a alien mask from the halloween store and then put little ping pong balls inside the eyes and like cut little slits because you can see where they like cut the it's right so uh, now that might appeal to you. I know that we have some listeners that love trash horror. And so all these things that I'm saying are going to appeal to them. And by all means, if it does, please, <laughs> please go and watch this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a stupid fucking movie. Well, I, I have a stupid fucking movie for you. Sweet. I don't know if I'd tell people to go watch it, but depending on what you like. This is called House Shark. I like people to feel my pain. So, Can you just do me a favor and look up the cover box for House Shark? I will. Okay. When he finds a shark that can travel on land residing in his home, an ex-cop enlists the help <laughs> of a grizzled former real estate agent and an eccentric house shark expert to kill the beast. Picture. Okay. Yes. So this is supposed to be funny. So I will give it that. It's a massive shark on land eating a house. Right. And so the first scene that you know something's up, I want to say sh the, the woman's going to the bathroom. Oh. And so I think if I remember correctly, she first like feels something through the toilet. <laughs> And so a little shark nose. Yeah. In her bum. I don't remember what it is, but then he, <laughs> he has to, he gets all of these really eccentric weirdos to come check the house out to remove the shark. So it's a comedy. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Horrible effects. The acting's terrible, but I, I, again, I'll give it credit because it's kind of doing what it's being asked to do. It's not trying to be right. Right. Yeah. I mean, from the picture. And they took a shark out of the water and put it on land. Yeah. I mean, from the picture you see, it's like the avalanche shark. It's like there's a massive shark eating a house. Yeah. Like, it's engulfing the house. It's it's not. And then there's also some promo pictures of the shark coming into the house. Yeah. And a dude wearing a stuffy like shark suit. Uh, you know, it's obviously not taking itself seriously. I mean, and if, I you, appreciate if you look at some of the stills, hold on, Shannon, I'm just going to show, show you this. So this is the shark getting in through the roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you guys should, uh, I mean, at least look at the images. It's pretty funny. And then this is the look at the fin coming through the toilet. This is where they first. Oh they, my yeah. God. So it's a toy, a bloody toilet, with blood the, the all shark, over the bathroom the with like, just the fin out of the, the toilet. Yeah. Out of the bowl. <laughs> so I it's, can't. it's, it's funny. Yeah. Huh. I'm 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 glad. I mean, I wouldn't sit through it again. But, no, no, yeah. but I I'm gonna put it on my list because when <laughs> I when I googled it, also Amityville, Amityville Shark House came up, Ooh. and so I'm gonna have to watch that one as well. I mean, because Shark Encounters of the Third Kind, Amityville. I want to watch House. Shark Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, I mean, I th I feel you should, and write that you know, down. just because it's really stupid and ridiculous, and there's pot-bellied aliens, so. It's an important film for you to have enjoyed. And so before we do the answers to horror facts with Kath, we would be remiss if we did not mention the Sharknado film series mm. because it's obviously 
an offering to the shark, (laughs) the shark world that has become iconic and epic in its own way. So Sharknado is a series of six made for television, science fiction, action, comedy, horror, disaster films. All those words are appropriate. They were released by sci-fi between 2013 and 2018. There's been spinoffs. There's been comics. There's been video games. The first two films, I guess, maybe were taken slightly seriously. I know last year we watched Sharknado. This year we watched Sharknado 2. I figure six years I'll get I'll make my way through all of them. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's most famously, you know, got Tara Reid and Ian Ziering, who... Oh, that's fantastic. Many years ago were nighttime soap opera famous. And please look at the stills on this. 90210, et cetera, like that. So last year we watched Sharknado and I programmed it because I'm like, if you guys haven't seen the original Sharknado, you have to see the original Sharknado because it's one of the ones. It's like one of the movies that you have to see because it's so freaking bad. So the idea is that a freak cyclone hits Los Angeles and also it's in Los Angeles. So if we don't you're really a have tornadoes here. No. Either. And if you're a Los Angelino, it's fun because it's shot all around Los Angeles and the effects are super bad but you see all the things you know so this this cyclone that of course would never happen and has never happened hits Los Angeles (laughs) and it causes the man-eating sharks to be scooped up in water spouts and flood the city with shark infested seawater and so they're just like flopping around everywhere and they they fly and they you're just not sure how they showed up. They show up in these house. The, the whole town is flooding. And so sharks are coming in the house and attacking you in your living room. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. And then Sharknado two is in New York and then, and on and on. So there's six of them. And I think they might be coming out with another one soon. I'm they, I mean, they sure. should. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just kind of fun. They're really bad, but they just keep making them because of people like us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I Fun mean, they have stuff. things like, like in 2021, they did the real shark NATO and it was during the discovery channel shark week. And they aired a special starring Ian Zerling and Tara Reed as themselves debunking many of the shark myths from the film series. So it doesn't take itself seriously. It's a lot of fun. And of course it's part of the, just part of the shark horror comedy world. I mean, and, so. and Ian Zaring really hasn't done anything so 90, since 90210, so why not take this? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody kind of said. Like, right. Go for it, dude. Love it. All right. Ready? I'm ready because I know a couple of these. Great. I try to find some every now and then. You might know. Um, number one, which band appears in the 1983 movie The Hunger? Bauhaus. Yes. Bella Lugosi's Dead. Good job. Yes. Well, I, and I liked that band back in the day. (laughs) And it's a great, great movie. Number two, in 1518, there was a plague that caused people to do this um, for days on end. So I do not know the answer to this. However, uh, I mean, passing gas would be hilarious. Crying would be appropriate. And I'm sure they did cry. 
but I, I mean, dancing would be the funnest, but I don't, I don't know uh, dancing. Yes. The dancing really? plague is what it was called. And oh. they couldn't stop dancing for days on I end. I thought maybe it was going to be past gas. Cause that's like the most ridiculous right. thing. Maybe they passed Can you imagine gas how bad too? things would smell? Maybe they cried, danced and passed gas. <laughs> <laughs> imagine why can't COVID be a dancing D, plague? All of the, everyone above. just gets out of their cars on the 405 and you know, if someone's positive cause they start doing a jig. And you're like, oh, oh, uh, he's got COVID. He's Joe's dancing. Joe's got it from accounting. Yeah, he's, he's out dancing. there square dancing. He's got his door closed, but he's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we saw him. And then people have, <laughs> people have COVID parties yeah. to get it. So yeah. you've got like 75 people dancing yeah. in a building. But then the cops come by because they're like, you people, you have you're to be all quarantined. infected. Yeah, you have to be quarantined. We're locking this house down. And they're like, whatever. Yeah, we're Bump up the jams. <laughs> okay. That'd be amazing. That'd be no, rad. Okay. Right. No. Number three, what is truskydecophobia? <laughs> I I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm stuck on dickophobia. It's fear of the number 13. Oh. Yeah. So if you phonetic. 13 dicks? It's the fear of 13 dicks <laughs> at once. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean. Even people who love are dick just might like be scared of to the table, or is it like one the six-headed shark? It's just like it might be like one a, guy with thirteen dicks. Know, it might be like a rat king where they're all like tied oh. together. <laughs> okay, no, well, we really just made that. I'd be afraid of all of that. <laughs> yeah, number four. We made much more out of it than what it we was. really did. Okay. In Halloween Kills, three of Michael Myers' victims are displayed wearing three. Uh, they're each wearing a mask, so three masks that are an homage to what earlier film? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, um, the night of the living dead, I don't, vampire times. I okay, don't know. Stop. stop. Um, <laughs> she wants me to guess, but like, I'm just making sometimes shit you up start, you start going somewhere. <laughs> uh, the silver shamrock mask from Halloween three. Okay. Yeah. Which All was right. kind of cool. Cause that wasn't part of the franchise. Right. So uh, they still yep. use it. Yeah. She's like trying to now say it's yeah. cool. It's it there was that cool. question. Yeah. <laughs> The Whitechapel murder of 1888 was infamously known as what? Well, I, I, I mean, it's Jack the Ripper. Yes. Okay. I didn't know what the answer was. I mean, you were looking I for. mean it's Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I almost feel like I had I'm to like, say yes just by the way you answered. The Whitechapel murder is White Cha- Jack the Ripper, but by the way you phrased the question, I wasn't sure if there was like some Mm-mm. trick piece of that. <laughs> just like I tell my students, Shen, don't add to the question. Don't add any information that isn't there. Thank God it's not a real test. Fuck. I'd have to take one of those educational courses where you learn how to take the E triple P. Yeah, the skill building tests. Fuck. Practice tests. No. No. Okay, bye. Just kidding. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Terror Talk. We hope you enjoyed the shark horrorness of our lives. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. 